Hi there, welcome back. We're gonna take up with this great episode of Political Subpoena he received from Special Counsel Jack Smith on the grounds of the Speech and Debate Clause, which usually protects members of the House of Representatives and the Senate, but now Pence is saying, I actually wasn't acting as a vice president, I was acting as the president of the Senate, so please, please don't subpoena me. In other news, Steve Bannon apparently is not Please paying his legal fees, and the Fulton me. County Superior Court judge, Judge McBurney, is set to release three portions. <laughs> Please don't subpoena me. Let me go. Marcellus. <laughs> Song for Trump. <laughs> Song for Trump. <laughs> hey, my distance. 
Um, so I'm tagging all the Midas Touch Network podcasts. Midas Touch, how about Justice Democrats? Oh, and Glenn Kirshner. And Tony Michaels, too, man. And Texas Paul, I wonder if he's on, is he on Twitter? Yeah, he is, he was talking about it. Texas Paul for 72. Gabe, how about Gabe Sanchez? Is he on there? Oh, Popak. Um, Popak. Michael Popak. One more person. How about Karen Friedman? Um, uh, uh, Agnifilo? Oh, yeah. Mm, Mike. Let's see. I tried to commandeer, you know, since they won't publish anything I fucking write or do, I'll just like spam it to them on their feeds. Right, so you guys still there? Oh my gosh, OMG, yeah. So thanks for a billion listens. Actually, just hit 50,000 just this podcast. ...of the special grand jury report on election interference this week on February 16th. This and more on the political beatdown. Cohen, I'm new to this. How are you? so much, Ben. It's, you know, first of all, again, it's always great to have our political beatdown brigade with us <laughs> as we more unfiltered, not your 13, you know, your 13 minute or your 12 minute or your 8 minute um, news reporting on whatever the topic is. We try to get into depth because this stuff is not simple. This is not easy stuff where you just simply, you know, have a two-second conversation generally by people who have no requisite knowledge other than the fact that they are in the field. Okay, not every lawyer should be talking about the district attorney. Not every lawyer should be commenting on this guy's, what was his name, Timothy Alvatore, the new attorney for Donald Trump that Joe, uh, from Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, called a schlub. I mean, that's what he looks like. He looks like a schlub, and Joe wanted to know, where does Donald find these people? Where is this new crop of fools coming from with the most bizarre, outlandish response to the question of, 
Why Donald has, for example, those empty folders in his office anyway? So we'll get to that and more. Ben, always good to see you. Good to have our brigade with us. Where do we start? Well, before you, before you give the brigade the breaking news story regarding the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation, we're going to have to just tease that slightly. I want to play that video, though, with Carla Torrey, and I want to get your reaction to it. It's just so astonishingly stupid that I know we need a Cohen reaction to it. So this is Trump's lawyer trying to explain why there was a folder with a classified marking in Donald Trump's bedroom that the uh, Department of Justice had to subpoena to get back. Here, let's play this clip. Now, you also turned over an empty folder marked classified to investigators. Where was this folder and why was it turned over? The folder is kind of one of the more humorous aspects of this whole thing. Uh, this is not a classified folder. <laughs> This humorous. When my team went through and searched and they Trying to make light of it. Nikki Haley lies exposed in devastating news. Super cut. Might have super cut. Yeah, I did a. I already did a TikTok on this. We took the Manila folder and put on it top over of things. so that it would keep they the light down so you could sleep at night. Christo, my solace, I mean, I have evening summary on it. It is not a classification marking. It's not anything that is controlled in any way. There's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing in it. And when DOJ found out about it, they went crazy. And they said, they actually gave me a whoopee, whoopee. folder. We put it in our report. We, when we did all of our searches, we wrote up reports on everywhere we searched, everywhere we looked, anything we found, where we found it, and we gave that to them because everything that we've done as part of that search has been in the spirit of full cooperation and compliance. And when they yeah. looked at and they saw, oh, there's this folder here that is <laughs> so far outside of the scope of the subpoena or anything else. Peter. And so now the president has to find a different He way just said subpoena. I'm sure he has other options. Oh, and your reaction. Huh. So one of our brigaders turned around and said the exact same thing that I was thinking. The guy looks like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. And all I want to say to that is, oh yeah, okay, all right. Bullshit. I mean, I call bullshit on it. Doesn't Donald own Mar-a-Lago? Doesn't Donald Trump have like 50, 60, 70 people there working for me? Working for him? Is it not possible if the blue light is bothering his extremely delicate and sensitive eyes? Don't you think they could have easily, easily called in somebody and replaced it? No, no, no. Let's not replace it. Let's cover it instead because... <laughs> you 
And two, 
remember. I mean, he was uh, charged at one point where he was uh, accused of improper sexual relations with campaign staffers. And so he's, he's another just a total ass clown. But putting all this aside, when I saw this, I mean, I, the first thing I thought is we need to put on our merch store, we need to put some classified folders up there. Maybe it'll be like a, uh, a I don't know, a memo pad or something like that. This has got to be the dumbest thing I have ever, ever heard of any lawyer. Forgetting about the fact that it's Donald's lawyer, this has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say, ever. And the fact that he's willing to do it on television and to the public, I mean, that to me is just amazing. Um, why? I have no idea. Complete embarrassment. He could kiss his career goodbye. Yeah, I mean, just in the in the nick of an eye, right there, in the blink of an eye, just boom, there goes there goes his career. Cohen, I want to get some updates as much as you could tell us. I mean, look, you are the key witness in the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Donald Trump, so being that is both an incredible opportunity for our listeners and viewers to have you co-host the show, um, but also it does come with limitations, obviously, and having to respect the process, which you've done every step of the way. Uh, but what can you tell us in terms of any updates there that you may be aware of that has not been reported anywhere else? See, everybody's heard there's obviously a lot of back and forth that's going on between the district attorney's office and Mark Pomeranz, who recently put out this book, The People versus Donald Trump. It's fascinating that there are really two schools of thought here. The first school of thought is, why would Pomeranz do such a thing as an ongoing investigation? He shouldn't have put out a book. And then, of course, there's the second school, which is, um, it's all about transparency. He believed, um, and rightfully wrong or wrongly, that the investigation was over in the fact that both he and Harry Dunn resigned because Alvin Bragg took the position that, you know, there's nothing going on here, refused to take their position, which is that we need to immediately indict. Well, uh, whatever camp that you're in, truth be told, I think it's irrelevant. Most of what Mark writes about in his book anyway is information that has been made public over the course of the past two, two and a half years really since this investigation started, or even longer than that, over three years. Remember that the very first time that I met with the district attorney's office, I was still in Otisville. Um, the first three times they came, they came to visit me while I was there. So this investigation has been ongoing for quite some time. I do believe, and here comes the big announcement, uh, I am going back. I'm going back to meet with prosecutors, and it's already been put out there by whom, why, I don't know why it becomes such a big deal, but I will be going back for the 16th time to meet with the new team at the Alvin Bragg District Attorney's Office um, on Thursday, and I'm looking forward to seeing the team again uh, and to answering the questions that I can. Now, will I be the key witness? I don't know if I would go so far and call myself the key witness. Uh, I'll allow that to be determined by the DA's office. But one thing I can tell you for certain is that I certainly am a witness. Uh, and the information that they continue to ask 
um, and continue to delve into, uh, now into the minutia, to me is a very positive indication that Alvin Bragg uh, is seeing something now that both Mark Pomerantz and Harry Dunn saw over a year ago. Now, I've also been on Joy Reid and Nicole Wallace and, you know, half a dozen other shows where I talked about this. And my belief is that this is Alvin Bragg's office at the moment. He was the one who was elected district attorney, and I think it's only fair that we give him at least enough uh, leeway that he decides when the case should be brought. It's not my office. I certainly don't make that, despite the fact that I believe uh, that case was right a while ago, but it wasn't my call. It's not your call. It's not anybody else's call other than the man who was elected to the position. And at this point in time, I think he is getting there. Um, you know, everybody's been using, as I said the last time uh, on the show, that everyone's using all of these metaphors dealing with transportation, especially aviation, in that it just wasn't ready for takeoff. Well, like I said before, and I'm going to stand by that statement, I think that we are on the tarmac, we are taxing out to the runway, and at the end of the day, I know what I care about, I know, Ben, what you care about, and I know what our political beatdown brigaders all care about, is that we all end up at the destination that we're affecting, and I believe that that destination is indictment, prosecution, and the conviction. So that's big news that you're hearing first here exclusively on the political beatdown, Michael Cohen telling the beatdown brigade exclusively here that he will be meeting again with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for the 16th time this Thursday, which you also believe in, and from my perspective, as a lawyer as well, when these meetings start getting uh, nearer and nearer to each other and more frequent, that is usually a good sign. You use the transportation metaphor right there. And then for those new to the beatdown brigade, um, you couldn't delve into much information, but you did say, Michael, that you were very impressed with the team of lawyers and the team that you've been meeting with. And you even went so far as to say, as much as you were impressed with Carrie Dunn and Pomerantz, this team right now, so far, and again, I think you qualified it with, you met with the other group far more times before, but at least your initial impressions of this group is that they are very impressive, they're very serious people, and to use your transportation metaphor, this is a team that wants to fly the plane in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I tried to explain, so this will be, again, the 16th time. The three times when I was in Otisville, 10 times uh, under the Cy Vance administration with Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunst, uh, as well as their team, this will now be the third time with this team. And they are, as I stated before, they are equally impressive to the earlier team. They are very much in the know. They have a tremendous grasp of all of the information over a multitude of different areas. Um, impressive group because, remember, they're only at it since January, whereas the other team you know, had the information and grew the information over a period of two years plus. 
So they are certainly, the new team is certainly up to speed. They are impressive. And yes, I believe that the plane will be heading in the right direction. That's good news to hear. There was one person in the comments just who also asked unrelatedly, but I wanted to answer it. Stephen Miller, has he been subpoenaed by Special Counsel Jack Smith? The answer is absolutely yes. And in fact, Miller appeared before the criminal grand jury already in Washington, D.C. And of course, Miller is significant for a variety of reasons, including the fact that he wrote the speech on January 6th and uh, purportedly removed language that referenced threatening the life of Pence and then Trump ad-libbed that back into the speech. So there was, uh, that was one of numerous important things. And of course, Miller, Stephen Miller, was involved in a lot of other um, activities, corrupt activities with Donald Trump. Right before we were set to go live, there was some breaking news being reported by Politico. Uh, Kyle Cheney, who does a great job breaking these stories, so I want to give a shout out to Kyle, that former Vice President Pence uh, will intends to object to the subpoena that he received from Special Counsel Jack Smith. In other words, Pence does not want to show up before the grand jury. He does not want to testify. And the grounds that Pence is asserting is the speech and debate clause privilege. Let's just pull up in the Constitution where the speech and debate clause privilege is found. It's uh, Article 1, Section 6, Clause 1, and it says the following. The senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the Treasury of the United States. They shall in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses and in going to and returning from the same. And for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. And what that has been interpreted to mean is any legitimate legislative activity, not just speeches that take place in the House of Representatives. So you may recall, for example, Lindsey Graham asserted the speech and debate clause privilege to try to avoid testifying uh, before the Fulton County Grand Jury. He ultimately lost that where his activities outside of the House, outside of the Senate, and that were not viewed as legitimate legislative activities, threatening, exhorting uh, people to change the vote count in favor of Trump. In other words, encouraging people to commit crimes is not covered here. Uh, many people thought that Pence was going to assert an executive privilege, which he would likely have no chance of prevailing on the executive privilege. Um, one, because the executive privilege is held by uh, the current administration, not the former uh, administration. Also, if there's a compelling need by the Department of Justice, which is the executive branch, that can override the executive privilege and the Department of Justice has been successful in compelling the testimony over Trump's assertion of the executive privilege for people like Mark Short uh, and Greg Jacob. Those were former top Pence aides, former chief of staff, former general counsel, and people like Pat Cipollone and Patrick Fillman, Trump's former top White House lawyers who Trump asserted the executive privilege for. So he really had no shot there. He's going for the speech or debate clause because if you turn to Article 1, Section 3, Clause 4 of the Constitution, it also says the Vice President of the United States shall be President of the Senate, but shall have no vote unless they be equally divided. So Pence is basically saying, I was actually serving in the capacity, a dual capacity, 
So I want to be treated like I was a senator as the president of the Senate and my legitimate legislative activity, my work in connection with my job as being the former president of the Senate, that is um, constitutionally protected and I shouldn't have to testify. It's never been tested before. It'll find its way to the Supreme Court. The courts over time have had a relatively expansive view of the speech and debate clause, speech and debate clause privilege, uh, both in terms of it applying to former uh, members, you know, as as long as the when the conduct occurred, not who the current administration is, and also uh, it's also applied to staffers of members of Congress, not the Congress members themselves. And so, would this be a further extension of that? But then it just the non-legal analysis and the broader point too that we should discuss, Cohen, um, as well though, is that just shows you that if Cohen wants a if uh, if Pence wants a political career here. He's got to do every single thing to try to appease Donald Trump. And this is not someone in Mike Pence. You know, I know a lot of people are very laudatory of him during the January 6th. Though he did the right thing. He did the right thing. But he's really a spineless traitor when you really break it down. You know, Ben, you said something which is very interesting, that this has never been tested before. How many times have we now heard this coming out of either the Trump administration or the former Trump administration. We've never seen anything like this before. And the reason that this is all happening, the reason why we've never seen it before, is because no other president, no one other than Donald Trump before him, and God willing, after him, would ever look at and ignore the Constitution, would ignore the rights of the people, simply benefit themselves. And Mike Pence's fear is not necessarily of Donald J. Trump, but rather Trumpism, meaning that there, he's more concerned about Trump's base, that 28% that are diehard, diehard Trump fanatics, that they are willing to, you know, to go to bat for him. They're willing to attack the Capitol, despite the fact that Donald, of course, was at the White House under, you know, the full protection of Secret Service, watching as this thing unfolded on his televisions, enjoying it. So a, there's a big difference between his allegiance to Donald Trump and his allegiance to Trumpism. And that's the big problem that we're seeing with the Lindsey Grahams. We're seeing them with even, for example, Nikki Haley, who today announced that she herself is going to run for the presidency as against Donald Trump. Um, in 2024. They are all concerned about the group of individuals that are so loyal, for whatever their reason might be, that are so loyal to Donald that that could end up creating political nightmares for them. And again, most of these politicians only care about themselves and their next election. So who knows, and we'll see what happens with Pence. My hope is that he does not get to invoke any privilege. He, like everyone else that was involved, needs to come forward. They need to testify to the truth. Now, there's a couple of folks that are part of our brigaders that clearly not. They're just um, Trump supporting. They're part of that 28%. One guy asked whether or not my goal is to hurt Donald. And I've made it crystal clear, so maybe you weren't on with us, or maybe you just don't pay attention, or maybe you just don't have the mental capability 
may, may have heard this before, so please bear with me. I do not want to see Donald Trump indicted. I do not want to see Donald Trump uh, prosecuted. And I do not want to see Donald Trump incarcerated or some form of incarceration because I dislike him. Because I fundamentally disagree with almost every single thing that comes out of his mouth. I want him to be indicted, prosecuted, and convicted simply based upon what he has done. The illegal and improper and unethical actions taken by a man who does not want to be and never wanted to be president of the United States, but rather a ruler, rather uh, an autocrat, monarch, dictator, supreme leader. All right? That's what I want to see. I want him to be held accountable just like you would, just like I was, just like anybody else in the country would be if, in fact, that they committed the same thing. And rest assured, if you had one single, you had one single top-secret document in your possession, and that may even include a file folder, depending upon how relevant you were to the prosecutors putting you away, you, like someone like Reality Winner, would have gotten a minimum of a five-year sentence. Make no mistake about that. And anyone that thinks anything different, again, you are knee-deep into the cult of Donald J. Trump, and you need to be extricated immediately. Couldn't agree more with you there. You know, when, you know, already wealthy people sometimes have an unfair, most times have an unfair advantage anyway, in terms of when you have the top lawyers, one of the things you can do is you can fight with every type of doctrine and delay and try to paper the thing to death. So there's already that. But when you're a former president, you're given a whole toolkit of different types of objections that you can make, though, that no other citizen can make. That the Constitution, for how great it is, never really was able, you know, and look, the stress test, fortunately, is that the separation of powers that we have has, has, has worked just barely. And frankly, it's the federal courts that likely saved us, um, you know, at the time and the fact that uh, Democrats controlled, you know, at the time, the House of Representatives as well, that, that also um, saved us at, at, at that time. Um, but as you kind of dig deeper into it, I mean, you know, Trump's able to bring executive privilege objection and, and, and all of these things, and they're frivolous objections speech and debate clause objection by Pence. And it just delay, delay, delay. Let's and get him declared a vexatious you know, litigant. To, to watch that process you know, <laughs> play out and delay, but it's also important that we channel that frustration and at least recognize where it's actually coming from versus who are the people who are trying to hold them accountable. Um, you know, and that's why we do shows like this because transparency facts matter rather than just the sound bite. It's by the way, we talked on the last political beatdown about these committee hearings where Democrats have just been doing exclamation point. Very vexatious. <laughs> Very vexatious.
<laughs> an incredible job confronting the MAGA Republican with their lies because it's not a soundbite forum. It's actually a forum that allows discussion mm -hmm. and allows you to call out and expose the hypocrisy and, that's taken place. And let's not forget that Donald has been doing the same dog and pony show <laughs> for his entire life. Donald has figured out how to use the system to his own advantage, and I'm referring to the legal system. Delay, delay, delay. To everybody's Roma fucking detriment, yeah. We all Puts us all at risk. A million dollars for their delay tactics, and the court had had enough. Now, interestingly enough, wouldn't that be something special if the same thing happened to Mike Pence? You want to play this game, little Mike? You want to be a motherfucker and go ahead and stop the entire investigation into what could have amounted to the end of democracy? And then you want to start exerting some sort of privilege that you're probably not even entitled to simply to delay it so that you can get closer to an election. And maybe if Donald ends up becoming the nominee, this whole thing goes away because the police won't allow it or what have you. Maybe we end up, maybe the court ends up fining him for a frivolous lawsuit. Who knows? But that would be something because I promise you this Donald would not reach into the coffers of the money that was given to him by this 28% of sycophants. He would not reach into his pocket. He would not help Mike Pence or anyone out with that money except for himself or something that benefits him. And I don't think that he would do a damn thing for Pence whatsoever. Um, the fact that Pence is doing this just goes to show you that he is not the right man for the job in 2024. And interestingly enough, you will see, my, in my opinion, he will be either the last of all the candidates, they'll have the lowest percentage. I'd be shocked if he got 1-2% to of the vote. He's, he is, I mean, systemically disliked by uh, the entire party. He really has no following on his own. He accomplished little to nothing. Um, the fact that he stood up to Donald and did the right thing and, you know, acknowledged that Joe Biden had won the election. Could you imagine that we now give somebody credit? We slap them on the ass and pat them on the back and say, good for you, Mike. You did the right thing. You acknowledge that it's a free and fair election and that Donald lost and Joe Biden won by um, 9 million votes. Yeah, yeah. Good job there, Mike. Yeah, real good job. I mean, give me a fucking break already. The fact that we even acknowledge that he did this in order to give him some sort of a prop makes no sense to me at all. And we have to stop. We have to hold him accountable for the fact that Donald Lee even got to that position.
Intelligent Joints Committee, the weaponization of the Department of Justice Committee. Why is Bill Barr not in front stating exactly what he did, not just during that period of time, but from the day that he accepted the job and was sworn in as Attorney General? Everything that Donald had him do, every illegal action, every single, every single thing that we have all been talking about looking at again and again and again, so far needs to provide answers. Not the fact that, oh, I told Donald that, you know, you lost the election. Stop it, Donald. All of a sudden, this guy thinks he's invited back into polite society? How about I think not? You know, Pence does this shtick that I, I like to do on the Midas Touch podcast, and I'll bring it to the brigade, where he's always asked these questions. So you know they tried to kill you. So even though they tried to kill you, you still support the people who tried to kill you. They ask variations of that question. And he does this thing because he's just such a phony, bloviating, you know what, right? And so he always goes, well, let me tell you this. First, I'm a Christian. Second, I'm a conservative. And third, I'm a Republican. So again, even if they tried to kill me, I found it in my heart. Support him. It's like, who, what planet are you from? I think those aliens that are, you know, that have been spotted, they're dropping Mike Pence's. Here, watch this alien. Let's play this. I'll show it with you. Salty, play the video. About the 2022 election, and I think that your analysis uh, is one that is, is generally accurate, that the candidates who were hung up on the election lies of 2020, uh, 2020 um, did not fare as well in 2022 as the ones who step forward and, and, and talk about the future. I was, and I know you know better than anyone in a, in a bad way what those election lies mean. Look at this guy's being excited. I was surprised to see you campaigning for Don Baldick in New Hampshire and Blake Masters in Arizona, who were two people who lied about the election. And he defeated, one could say, one could argue, better candidates in the Republican primaries uh, who were future-leaning candidates. Um, why, did you, why did you endorse them? Why did you support them? Why did you campaign for them? Well, you know, I've often said I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order. But I'm a Republican. And once Republican primary voters have chosen their nominees, I went out and traveled to 35 states over the last year and a half to see if we could elect a Republican majority in the House and Senate, elect Republican governors all across the country. It didn't mean, as it hasn't meant in the past, that I agree with every statement or every position candidates that I'm supporting in the Republican Party have taken, but, uh, but I was pleased to do it. And, uh, I was pleased to do it. Yeah, I was pleased to do it. Yeah, they wanted to kill me. Do you want to know where he's from? He's from the planet bullshit from the galaxy of go fuck yourself, you insane lunatic. I mean, yeah, they only showed up, they built a fucking gallow in front of the people's house. Could you imagine this in front of the Capitol? They built a gallow screaming, hang my tank. But don't worry, I'm a Christian. Right? And that's okay. You're going to learn to forgive them. Yeah, unlike Jesus, my friend, you ain't going to rise. All right? So let me be very clear about that. You and that fucking fly that was once sitting on that, on that head of his, this guy is really stupid. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I just, it makes no sense to me at all that you have a bunch of people who want to kill you, and they want to kill you because it didn't, 
do the right thing by Donald, right, the autocratic wannabe, instead you did what you're obligated to do, but that's okay. I traveled to 32 states. So, I mean, if this guy doesn't sound like the biggest moron in the world, I don't know, it sounds to me like he needs a very serious enema. <laughs> I think he may, well, I, I won't even go there. All right, so... Also, Bannon apparently is not paying his legal fees at all. His, you know, a story leaked also to the Politico um, and to the Daily Beast as well, basically saying that he's not paying his fees. He owes this guy Robert Costello. Did you know Costello at all, Cohen, uh, this, this lawyer from New York City? Sadly, I did. So Costello, uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is in my book, Revenge. I mean, I hope that people, I hope that people read the book. It is so important to understand. What's really going on here? It's sort of like the predicate for the other books. So Bob Costello, when I was right after I was raising, I was looking for an attorney. Bob Costello says that with another lawyer who I everybody everything he's ever had contact with Here, I got 
and make my own little graphic here. That's the lawyer Christopher Keis, who uh, was the one who, he's also a foreign agent of the Maduro regime in Venezuela. But he was smart, he is, he, he filled out a foreign, foreign whatever form, and he advises yeah. them. So, so, so for all of the MAGA, oh, Chinese this and, and Venezuela and that, the, the lawyer who you mentioned uh, was, is a foreign agent for Venezuela. That's who's representing Trump. But he got the $3 million up front from the Save America grifting organization that Trump runs. Um, and then Bannon, for not paying the legal fees of people like Costello, Bannon's bankrolled by a Chinese billionaire. You know, Bannon gives the speeches reading Tom Fitton's plan about how we're going to declare victory even if we lose in the 2020 election. There's that audio recording of Bannon at a meeting by the Chinese businessman billionaire who bankrolls Bannon, where Bannon says, here's how we're going to overthrow democracy. And of course, Donald Trump pays more money in taxes to the Chinese government by far than he's ever paid to the United States government, has secret Chinese bank accounts. Uh, of course, uh, Ivanka has all of the patents uh, or the trademarks over there that she's gotten the favorable treatment. So like every single accusation is an admission of actually what they're doing, but you know, Bannon has has these you know three separate cases. One of them is ongoing. One he was convicted of, and one he was pardoned of. Right, the We Build the Wall federal case he was ultimately pardoned of right before Trump left office, and the federal judge had to dismiss the case, but made it clear that the pardon was an admission of his guilt. Contempt of Congress he was found guilty of. Bannon was found guilty of, and he's appealing that right now. And then he was charged with a, a state prosecution out of New York for the We Build the Wall scam. And these MAGA Republicans, one of their go-to scams, you look at like the George Santos GoFundMe scam, they use GoFundMe to just like scam and steal from people, right? So George Santos, the MAGA Republican, he would set up the GoFundMe account um, so that he could steal money from disabled, homeless uh, veterans by saying that he was going to provide life saving surgery for their dying pets. Of course, you don't get much more sympathetic than that. So people would give money and Santos then just stole the money. Like this is known to the, the, the MAGA House Republicans. And they're like, let's put this guy on the small business committee. Um, and then Bannon's GoFundMe scam is the We Build the Wall scam. I thought Mexico was supposed to pay for the wall, but apparently not. They created a GoFundMe scam where they took all this money from donors, and then Bannon was actually arrested by the feds on the Chinese billionaire's yacht. He was pardoned for that by Trump, and then he's being charged for the same. Well, uh, where else Ben would you want to get picked up, right? I mean, if you're going to get picked up somewhere, you know, why not on a mm -hmm. Chinese billionaire's yacht? You know, the funny thing, though, is that it, it's, it's amazing. Um, Steve Bannon is actually quite wealthy in his own right. <laughs> He didn't need this Chinese billionaire in order to um, bankroll his life. Steve Bannon is actually quite successful. He's like an executive producer on um, was a major television show. I forget which one it was. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong one. But if you look it up, you'll see. I mean, he made a ton of money. Uh, it also will ruin the show for you. It's a good show. I know, I know the show. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for, for nah, you. Could say it. I just don't remember if it Seinfeld. Was, I, I always get confused between one and the other. My it is Seinfeld. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
I mean, you know, he made a couple hundred million dollars as an executive producer, so he's no poor boy that he needed this Chinese billionaire. But I guess like Donald, it's almost like, you know, I'll take money from anyone so long as that they're going, you know, to support me in my quest for, you know, world domination under whatever sort of sick way that he wants to see the United States and the rest of the world operate. I mean, you know, the rest of us sitting there and we want to see women's rights, whether it's from, you know, Iran all the way here to the United States. You know, that's not Steve Bannon. He wants to see, you know, the country, you know, revert into what it was 50, 60 plus years ago, um, you know, where women didn't have the rights uh, that they have today. And there's just something seriously wrong with him and that whole crew of people that just surround themselves. But then again, that's what Donald Trump brings out. And I want to be very clear because a couple of folks, you know, again, you know, they're the haters on the group as we do this political beatdown and trying to inform our, you know, brigade in terms of things that we're going to need to do to ensure 2024 Things that they don't want to understand. Yeah, you can attack me all you want. I'm no hero. I never said that I was a hero. I never said I was a hero. If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job and expel all the traitors in their midst. They shouldn't have been sworn in in the first place. If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job and expel all the traitors in their midst. They shouldn't have been sworn in in the first place. If I were Biden, I would call on Congress to do its effing job.
flame trap. Everything. You're welcome, smiley face, for my service. I feel like YG needs to make a follow-up song called Pussy Ass Bitch and then oh. team up with John Legend. Yeah, that's it. And get Chrissy Teigen and to deliver Sanchez. maybe maybe the lines of the song. Let's see if we right? get an email out to them, see if they can get a, a follow-up. Um, what's the name of this? What's the song called? I think it's called Fuck Donald Trump. It's, I think Yeah, I think it actually goes by. I think it, it's called Fuck Donald Trump, but I think it's labeled FDT right. on most streaming platforms. Well, because, right, because right. Uh, they, everyone hates the word fuck. Point. Trust me, I know this. Right, from right. experience, I, I couldn't tell you why I know it from Everyone hates the word I was just don't I, like the word fuck. So I was just reading about this, and it, it says that, so uh, Nipsey Hussle was, was, in, was able to record this in about an hour. He made this song in about an hour, and it was all inspired by his positive experience that he had working with Mexican immigrants in the U.S. Oh, man, God forbid us Mexicans are good people. <laughs> well, you know, you know. It, it makes sense because mo some of the greatest songs ever, some mm -hmm. of the greatest songs ever were written within a matter of minutes because it just yeah. is supposed to be a song, right? Right. Wait, well, listen, to all you people out there, when creative people sit down and their brain starts to turn for whatever reason, maybe they're maybe they're high, maybe, maybe they've had a great experience, maybe they got a lot of adrenaline pumping, mm -hmm. but when an idea comes to you and it starts to take shape in your brain and whatever medium that you're using whether it's a guitar or a keyboard or a mixer or a pen and piece of paper where you're writing yeah. or typing or a microphone when you're just yelling the screen right right when an idea comes to you it just it just comes to you and you can't you can't not but get right. it out yeah and so some of the best songs are probably some of the songs that had the least resistance uh fdt fuck mm -hmm. donald, donald trump. trump i think that's what you're saying it goes by now I want to show you a clip because I don't want to show clips that are all, you know, where 
Democrats are making fools out of Republicans. I want to show clips where Republicans are making fools out of Republicans as well. Yeah. Because I think that's important here. And here is Clay Higgins okay. making an absolute fool out of himself. And I'll explain, because this is only 18 seconds long, but listen to what he says about arrest. This is, this is fucking rich, Gabe Sanchez. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Uh, hey, Clay Higgins, I hate to disappoint you, man, but there's been over a thousand people arrested because of the trying to attempt to steal the 2020 election. What the fuck is this guy talking about? We, we, we this is first the hearing, and then comes the arrests. <laughs> Are they going to hang them and get my... You fucking QAnon piece of shit. Listen, folks, there in, in the history books, what is going to be told about Donald Trump is that thousands, quote me, thousands of people went to prison for this fucking idiot's political aspirations. And not only that, but hundreds and over a thousand are going to go to prison because he tried to overturn the election results in 2020. That is what the history books are going to tell, Clay, you fucking bonehead. There have been hundreds of arrests. The arrests have been happening for a long time. Frankly, more Americans want more arrests of more people who were, in, who were the organizers of this. Mm -hmm. Right now, as we speak right now, there is a trial for seditious conspiracy going on for the Proud Boys, who I bet Clay Higgins would love to get fellatio to at any point when he's in front of a microphone. He probably loves him some Proud Boys, which is kind of oh, weird. Yeah. But it's kind of weird to say that out loud. I can't believe they called themselves the Proud Boys. But anyways, that's another story. But here's the thing, is that is that Clay Higgins has has such has so mind-fucked himself. And he is such in this QAnon rabbit hole that he does not know that there has already been hundreds of arrests mm -hmm. because of someone trying to overturn the 2020 election. It is fucking mind crazy. I mean, that's what happens when you just don't acknowledge it. You're like, if I know, if I don't see or or listen to it ever happening, then it never happened, right? Like, if I don't acknowledge the fact that these people smeared shit on the walls of the Capitol and then got arrested and. There's a fair amount of people, and now we're setting precedent for seditious conspiracy to overthrow the government. If I just don't listen to any of that, then it, it never happened. Right. It, it never exist. existed, right? You know, it's the whole, like, if the tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, it's still fucking sedition, okay? <laughs> well, you know, they they pretend um, to, not, to not know the truth a lot. Katie Porter points it out here. This is uh, in true form and fashion with the whiteboard. Uh, Katie Porter dunks on these motherfuckers. I think this is worthy of showing the audience. Well, I appreciate your indulgence, Chairman Comer, but I won't. I won't need it. <laughs> Today's hearing scheduled <laughs> in at 10 a.m. for nearly six hours. We have been going back and forth about the supposed suppression of a single news story from a single outlet for a single day. So she's pointing out the link because what they're hyper-focused on is that the link to the New York Post story mm -hmm. was not able to be seen on Twitter. Now give the audience, because 
I think this is important for them to understand the mechanics of this. Mm-hmm. Like, when Twitter finds out about this link, right? And they're like, hey, we don't know what the fuck this thing is, right? And they decide to, to do operations to make sure that no one can share this until they figure out what the hell is going on, right? Yeah. Which, which may or may not make sense, but it's their purview in their private website to do this. Mm-hmm. So what they would, what would they do to ban, because you could post the link, right? You could post it. They were it, prevent, they were preventing, uh, yeah, so you could, I believe if I remember correctly, you could post it, but there wouldn't, there wouldn't allow them to have the embedding capability, so it would just show right. up as a link. Um, there was also, if I remember correctly, on DMs, I believe there was some sort of protocol they put in. I, I can't remember if they, they, did not allow you to share that specific link or not, or if it was also suppressed. Because, like, I know if some people use Twitter DMs and they'll be like, hey, here's a video. And that video, or let's say, or photo, will be scanned by Twitter. And Twitter will deem it safe Whoa. or unsafe. Are you saying that Twitter Twitter's looking at your DMs? Twitter's looking at, well, I mean, they're looking at the content you share. And well, wherever the, you the, share the, it. The AI is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what's left of it, let's say. Uh, because we know that that uh, Elon has completely just... He's intel- Oh, he's so genius. He's such a genius. Oh, yeah. They just, like, slice it up and it's no longer there. So, so smart. He's so, so smart. smart. Rocket scientist. So, basically, what Twitter does is they scan through... Just like they, you know, if you say idiot or moron now on Twitter, they're like, hey, did you mean to say that? Some people might find that offensive. Right, it's not an actual person sitting right, there right. watching. It's yeah. the AI. But something gets flagged. Like I've made video. Like I made uh, a couple videos that were. I made a video that was a Matrix, like red pill, blue pill video that was about uh, taking the vaccine or ingesting COVID horse paste, right? And I think it's because I showed the needle in my hand, right? Oh. The, just like a little epidemic needle, and I. Because not only that, but then in another video I did, which was like a COVID back alley dealer who was like, oh, you want to buy some ivermectin or you want to buy this shady thing or you want to buy injections of bleach? That also showed a little needle. And I'm almost certain that the reason that those cannot be embedded with like a preview in a DM to other people is because the platform scans it and says, oh, there's this thing in here and we don't want to show that. So, in other words, with this link, what mm-hmm. Twitter could do in the moment is say, okay, this link, it needs to be detected through the AI so that until we figure out what the hell it is, right? Yeah. And they did it for a certain period of time. So, just want the audience to be clear. It's a link that these fucking real America first Nazis are talking about. Just one link. But listen to what Katie Porter says. Listen to how she lays out the facts about this link and the timing. Because you just heard her say that the hearing's been a really long time focused on this one link, this one platform, in one day. Listen. This hearing has been, in its length, nearly one quarter of the amount of time that Twitter users could not share the link. We are spending almost as much time screaming about this as we are... This was ever a problem. Look, criminal activity is always a concern, but if, if there is criminal wrongdoing on Hunter Biden's laptop, that is a matter for the FBI and our law enforcement agencies. Today's hearing is merely an ex- ex- 
exercise in misinformation and disinformation, a free-for-all hellscape. That's what now CEO Elon Musk said Twitter would become if the platform became a place where anyone could say anything. I love the look on her face yeah. there. Anyone, anyone can say anything. She's, it's, it's almost like she's directing it towards her colleagues across the Crazy. aisle. It's, it's weird. It's weird. With no consequences. It is unbelievable to me that I am quoting Elon Musk. But that is how ridiculous <laughs> this hearing has become. The Oversight Committee, like Twitter, or any other social oh, media yeah. company for that matter, cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything goes. And there it is. There's the whiteboard moment. Free-for-all hellscape. <laughs> oh, my God. For all hellscape where anything goes. And there it is. There's the whiteboard moment. Free for all hellscape. Yeah. Oh my God. She, she lays it out massively because, in all honesty, and what they're not saying, what they continue to say censorship and all this shit, mm -hmm. what they're not saying is that Twitter eventually let people share the link. Yeah, yeah. So it, you could it was share only it for a for, period of time, like, and they for like were one day, for like right. one day, and and they and they they've gone into this explanation, right? The the, the Twitter safety uh, and and team has looked into it and also explained it and said the reason that we were not sure about this was because it it hit all the red flags for something that would be done by a a foreign entity, right? You're trying to uh, spread misinformation or disinformation about Hunter Biden and say that the laptop had this. Again, like they they have the laptop. The FBI has the laptop. Matt Gates has all the contents on a thumb drive for some weird reason. Well, maybe, he likes a little, he likes, well, right. yeah, he likes, uh, he likes, he likes the, the contents on it. He likes the contents of it. Yeah, yeah sure. The contents of the, uh, yeah. of the Hunter Biden dick pic laptop. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Now, right. I, I want to I point out something else. Uh, they want to post nude pictures of me on Twitter, exclamation point. And even Elon Musk, part of this fucking shitty conspiracy to turn Hunter Biden into a fucking porn star. Exclamation point. Criminal behavior.
Somebody please. We do a citizen's arrest. Can somebody do? Mark. Because okay. I'm going to get to this, um, what's her name, Nancy, is it Nancy Mace? Nancy Mace. Mace. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get to her. But this is in response to Nancy Mace saying, God bless Elon Trump, since Katie Porter just invoked him. And mm -hmm. she's like, I have to quote him. Right. Uh, this is ridiculous that I have to quote Elon Musk for you people here. But um, this is great. This is a great quote. Um from something that was just said in the hearing. Oh, listen to this. And I wanted to make sure that that's on the record. Now, I would disassociate myself with her remarks when she said, as did the gentlewoman from uh, Georgia, God bless Elon Musk. Uh, for me, it's God bless my country, God bless my family, God bless my friends. Mr. Musk can take care of himself. And that, in a nutshell, is the difference between someone who wants democracy Mm -hmm. And someone who is an authoritarian yep. and loves authoritarianism. I don't understand how even like Don in the comments, because I had to go after Don in the first 30 minutes. Don on Facebook, how they don't understand that you want authoritarianism, not democracy. You should just say that. You're not a patriot. You don't like the flag. You don't like our country. You don't like our Constitution. You're mm -hmm. supporting someone who wants to subvert the Constitution so they can magically make themselves president of the United States. Not only that, they're hailing private citizens, billionaires. I am so pissed off about how our society has made billionaires, you know, like these religious figures. Billionaires are dumb motherfuckers. They were silver spoons. They got fed a silver spoon. Some of them are smart. You know, yeah. Warren Buffett. I'll give them that. But the most billionaires are fucking dumb. They got their money from their fucking mom and dad, just like your fucking orange Mussolini Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to point that out. Um, but I do want to go to the Nancy Mace. But before we go to the Nancy Mace um, footage in the hearing, and I know I'm kind of jumping around off the hearing here, but I want to show you who Nancy Mace is mm -hmm. outside of this hearing, and then we'll go to the Q&R and stuff that she says in the hearing. Because this is at some sort of press club that she's speaking at, and she's speaking about Matt Getz. Remember that. She's talking about Matt Venmo Getz. Listen. We all knew that Matt Gates would never let the boat get to 18. <laughs> <laughs> Matt this evening. 
He really, really wanted to be here tonight, but he couldn't find a babysitter. <laughs> to be his date? I mean, come on. Whoosh. I mean, listen, I love that Donald Trump is calling Rhonda Santos a fucking pedophile, and I love when this QAnon crazy wackadoo, this nut job, is is repeating the shit that is truth about Matt Getz. And I they mean, are using it to weaponize against you. That's what that's what I've been trying to tell you folks. If we say it enough, if we amplify it enough, they'll start saying it on each other. Right. The, the craziest part is yesterday I showed you the picture. Ron DeSantis with his students drinking beer, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. woohoo! Partying with the with the girls, with the young little girls. Ron DeSantis was. That picture was exposed by the left wing radicals, the Marxists, the cabal. Midas Dutch, Midas Dutch is the one that exposed that photo of Ron DeSantis, and Trump is re refrauding it over on Fraud Social. This you can't make this shit up, and the reason why is because we have to be louder than they are. We have to continue mm -hmm. to pound the drum every single day. Let me see if I can find, what's the scummiest, um, because I really don't have time to play too many of these Nancy Mace videos. Well, what's the scummiest one that she was, um, I think, I think it's was, the one where she goes through and she's, she basically she, the only clip that I saw of Nancy Mace uh, when she got on her for a little grandstanding soapbox moment, she says, uh, you know, I took the vaccine and that was fine. And then I got asthma from the second vaccine. Oh, shit. No, you didn't. And then she went on to say, she's like, oh, I've got long-haul COVID from the second vaccine. And now I've got asthma. And uh, I wish I never took it. And then she was like, thank God for Elon Musk. And what else did she say? Ooh. Elon Musk and... and didn't Martin Taylor Green say um, Elon Musk too? God bless. No, Martin Taylor Green went after went after uh, Yoel and called him a pedophile. And I was like, which maybe we can play that clip. I just want to call the biggest thing out when we do. But we'll play this. This is um, this is Nancy Mace's audition to be the dumbest person in Congress. I think. I think that's what this what we'll yeah, have to watch. Yeah. Let's see. So my first question this morning of Miss Daddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? And this isn't the clip, I don't think. I'm sorry. I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing you guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. Whoa, whoa, wait a second, Nancy Mace. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Harvard is, and everyone knows this. I don't know if she's got the fucking memo, but yeah. Harvard only produces libtards. That is uh, in those elites, those coastal elites. <laughs> they always walk into this. Why? But also, what let's remember fuck? that their own party has many people that went to these coastal elitist schools. One of them is Ted Cruz. Another is Josh Hawley. Only proving, only proving, it's easy to stay. It may be, it may be hard to get in the acceptance rate, but it's easy to stay there. Like the challenging. I have friends who went to Harvard. No, no, it's it's not it's not hard to get in these places. All you have to do is be really fucking rich or oh, really right, fucking yeah. white. 
Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just saying, really don't do it. Really yeah. I mean, if you don't you don't do well on your SATs or ACT, okay. then hey, yeah. your parents buy uh, an right. addition to the library right. and slap that's your right. name on it. That's right. We know this. We know this. But this is, again, yeah, but we know that people who go to Harvard are not that smart. I mean, again, look at Ted Cruz. That fucking idiot doesn't know how to govern, doesn't have any sort of empathy towards other people. I mean, he, he doesn't even care for his dog. He left his dog, Snowflake, at the house when he flew to Cancun to go vacation and then was called out, and then he blamed his kids. Well, that's because he's Harvard-educated, and he knows how to do the Cancun vacation the best. Right. Nancy Mace told us that. She she just said it's a respected, the most respected institution. The most. The most. The smartest and the brightest come from, I mean, you know, other than the libtard elites right. that come from there. If you're a libtard elite that comes from there, then you're not any good. Yeah. You're the dumbest person. Just because you graduated from Stanford right. MD or the or, or right. Harvard MD or whatever, right. the idea that just because you have those credentials, doesn't make you an actual person who should be speaking. You you could have gone to Harvard Medical School, right, to become a veterinarian. Right. But you could be like, oh yeah, I went to Harvard Medical School, so right. I can yeah, totally speak absolutely. on this stuff. Absolutely. I didn't well, actually do the yeah. research. I'm reviewing other people's peer-reviewed research and telling you what my assessment is. But I've never actually been an epidemiologist. I've never right. been inside a lab. I've never actually fought viruses. viruses. What are those? Oh, this is like Elon Musk claiming he fucking invented the EV. Okay, here's here's the clip I think we're looking for. Here's the one. Chairman, the Twitter fires files were not just about Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter files make it apparent Twitter worked overtime to suppress accurate COVID information. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya is a professor of medicine at Stanford who once tweeted an article he wrote about natural immunity. Thanks to Elon Musk's release of the Twitter files, we learned some of his tweets were tagged with the label of Trends Blacklist. Now, she invokes Elon Musk here as the one who released the Twitter files. From what I understand, Elon does not take credit for that. He's just like, I just gave them back. Yeah, he goes, I just gave them back. And also, and also, let's, let's, let's just call attention to this whole idea of natural immunity. Natural immunity is a real thing. It does occur. Just like right. we have natural immunity for the common cold and the flu. However, when you have something like a novel virus, right, something that no one has experienced before and your immune system says, what the fuck is going on, and goes into panic mode, right, and some people get sick, some people are asymptomatic, people react differently. But when you have a novel virus, something that is brand new, and you have a population just in the United States alone of almost 350 million people, and you expose this virus that goes through different international hubs on the coasts, and then spreads to all these other areas, and people don't have healthcare because they have a fucked up healthcare system, and we don't have ways to go through our medical system. Natural immunity will kill people until enough people die that other people have it, and you say, okay, people have immunity. But the, in order to get natural immunity, you have to, 70% uh, of the population, 70 75% of the population has to be immune to it. They have to develop immunity. But in order to get to that 70 75%, Millions of people have to die out of a population that is 330 to 350 million people. Can I give you a dirty little secret about the Please. pandemic? A dirty little secret that uh, a lot of people who didn't live in rural areas don't understand. During the pandemic of 2020, and I lived in, I live in Missouri, mm -hmm. and the governor shut down the state, and he opened it up as soon as he possibly could. Their strategy 
was natural immunity. Their strategy was to kill to, for people to die to get to natural immunity as fast as they possibly could without without trying to take responsibility for the consequences of that. That is exactly what Republicans in this country and Donald Trump wanted after they realized that the economy was going to have a really, really, a really shitty effect on the, on the economy because of the pandemic. And there was nothing that they could do about it. But the only thing that they could do about it was open up our country. And I still hear this stupid shit from people who live in my area. There have been no shutdowns, no shutdowns in where I live in Missouri since May of 2020, folks. Damn near three years. And there's people still here bitching. I hear it with my own fucking ears. Now, I have to call it out when I hear it. But I hear my own fucking ears that they're tired of the shutdowns. There have not been shutdowns where I live for almost three goddamn years. There was six weeks of shutdowns because their goal was to use natural immunity. That was their goal was to kill their constituents so that way they could get natural immunity as fast as possible so that they did not have the positivity rate. Fuck their citizens, fuck the people, get to natural immunity as fast. It's a strategy. It's a strategy with novel viruses. That's one of the strategies you can yeah. take. It's or not you, a good you, strategy. No, no, it's, well, I mean, depending on what your goal is. If your goal is right. to not give a shit about how many people die. Well, I mean, the Republican Party didn't realize that they were like, oops, we're actually killing our constituents. The people that would vote for Donald Trump and other Republicans in the 2020 election have now gone six feet under because they decided that they weren't going to let this live to our virus that was born in a Chinese Wuhan lab come after me. Like well, that, know, that, you know, that's the intelligence that we were working with. You know, the other, you know the other sentiment that was happening in rural areas was this. Look, my neighbor lives at least, at least 200 feet away from me. Right. There's no way that my neighbor in their house and their yard is going to give me a virus. Come on. I'm, I mean, they're over there, I'm over here. It's all those libtard Democrats that live in the cities. You know, the ones that stack like cordwood and, and they have to share housing because it's so fucking expensive and they they live in small places with a lot. Those are the people that are going to get it and going to die. I'm not, and, and besides, I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm a, I'm a country boy. A country boy can survive. The old Hank William Jr. song. Mm-hmm. That's the nonsense. That was the bullshit. But what they didn't understand... Is it's not about space between humans on just a, the majority of the day that that viruses won't come in contact. Mm-hmm. They come in contact at any point when you are in human contact with someone that had the virus. They didn't understand that. They didn't get it. They don't get it. They won't get it. And she doesn't get it. And I'm excited, Gabe Sanchez, about Mace. Oh, my God. I'm excited that we have not only do we have we have Lauren Boebert. And Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now we have the third piece of trailer trash in the in, in the trio here. Mace, let's listen. Apparently the views of a Stanford doctor are disinformation to you people. I, along with many Americans... There's many Stanford doctors that said the exact opposite. Five effects from the vaccine. It wasn't the first shot, but it was the second shot that I now developed asthma that has never gone away since I had the second shot. Um, I have tremors in my left hand, and I have the occasional heart pain that no doctor can explain, and I've had a battery of tests. I find it extremely alarming Twitter's unfettered censorship spread into medical fields, 
and affected millions of Americans by perspective. Gage Sanchez, it looks like the booster is kicking in or something. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's hilarious. So dumb. So dumb. No, you did not get tremors. No, you did not get asthma. No, you did not get heart palpitations or, or murmurs. That is not from the vaccine. Jesus Christ. John Some says, are you people. magnetized? Are you magnetized? That was another stupid thing. Remember when oh they were putting God. they were like, putting the coins and keys? Yeah. That, well, they were putting coins and keys on themselves, not knowing that the metal that coins and keys are made out of are not magnetic. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bonus. Let's... What's the same people who thought if you cut open a fucking N95 mask, uh, a SIM card was going to come out. Well, oh my it, God, that's the 3G. You got to get the back. Yeah, no, I know, I know. You got to get the one that goes in you, right. the one right. that, Jesus that Christ, uh, knows Bill them. Gates will be able to control you with. Every person that's went to Harvard, which all lived our tab, went to Harvard knows that. Pressing expert opinions from doctors and censoring those who disagree with the CDC. I have great regrets about getting the shot because of the health issues that I now have that I don't think are ever going to go away. And I know that I'm not the only American who has those kinds of concerns. Chairman. Oh, she's such a vile the thing piece that, of shit. The thing that I want to know, and I'm, I don't, look, it, it took me almost three years, but I finally got COVID at the end of last year, right? Mm -hmm. And thankfully because of the vaccine, it was, and the booster, it was uh, very minimal, you know. Um, I felt like shit, but it wasn't only for a few days, like maybe less than a week. There's a key detail that I'm just going to assume is being left out of here intentionally. Mm -hmm. She may have gotten the first shot and the booster or the first shot and the second shot, depending on which combination she did. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and use my deductive reasoning to well, think you, that you and your logic, you to, and your logic, to, to think that and, and believe that based on Nancy Mason and her position, and let's say that she was running for office or she was campaigning, she had to meet a lot of people, she had to go out, shake a lot of hands, she had to do a lot of events, a lot of, a lot of close social interactions with people. I'm going to assume that Nancy Mace got COVID at some point. In the last three years. Mm -hmm. And she developed long, potentially long-haul COVID. But it's not going to be from the vaccine that you get these things. Because that's not how the fucking vaccine works. <laughs> You're but I guarantee that she was probably, the, she probably got COVID. And she's dealing with symptoms from getting COVID. Where she's like, ah, you know, I have a shortness of breath. Totally fine. People develop the breathing, asthma, whatever, uh, you know, body aches or soreness or, or brain fog. Like, these are all symptoms of having COVID. They're not coming from the vaccine. They're coming from actually getting COVID when you're actually exposed to the virus itself. And whatever uh, variation, permutation, like uh, uh, evolution and variant that it was along the way. She also could have other, uh, you know, somebody, she probably had other underlying conditions that she was unaware of. Totally true. You know, Damon brings up a good point. Um, uh, right here. Probably had underlying conditions that she was unaware of. The thing is, it's not the virus, or it's not, it's not the, it's not the vaccine that's, that's causing these people. For the same reason, the people who are like, somehow keeping their hands totally still, like a surgeon, but somehow their legs are lifting off and having fucking orgasm spasms. Like, that doesn't happen. Well, 
That's what was not that? a real what, thing. What orgasm spasms? It looked like it looked like they were, you know, flicking the old bean or Oh uh, yeah. I mean like oh, yeah. multiple you know, but it was like don't touch me, it makes it worse. No, you know, all these people either taking videos from other unrelated COVID or you know, events and then saying it was COVID, or these people were just completely making stuff up to be like, Oh, I bet people will believe it was the vaccine that gave me this fucking tremor. That's not at all. And Nancy Mace is no different. It's not the first or the second vaccine that gave it to her. It's the fact that she fucking got COVID. It probably 100% that's exactly what happened. Or she's completely fucking lying and she's trying to prove a point and no. say, no, no. And trying to say and that this is the suppression and censoring. And I, I got sick because of this, so we should totally believe this. Don't accuse any Republican of lying. That is canceling them. You are trying to censor them, and you are trying to censor their opinion, even though it's a lie. And you should know better, Gabe Sanchez. Here's another great takedown uh, by Conley. Yesterday, we watched the video of Jim Jordan trying to trying to get uh, Yoel to uh, admit what the First Amendment is and isn't. And he was like, well, I think so. I think so. And then uh, uh, a representative Conley says, my, my, my. Look what happens when you can't prove your point with an entire committee uh, hearing. But this is this is another moment in Connolly's uh, line of question. Let's listen. It's appropriate for the president of the United States to direct or otherwise influence a social media company to take down Gates' content. I think it's a very slippery slope. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, Mr. Baker, any evidence that Joe Biden's ever done that? Certainly none that I'm aware of, no. I don't recall anything like that. I'm sorry, the, the, the President Biden did what, sir? Has Joe Biden ever called Twitter, to your knowledge, or his White House at his behest to take down content or urge you to take down content? I don't know the answer to that question, sir. <laughs> so let's talk about this for just one second before we go on to this. Because Connelly makes a good point, and this is a good takedown here. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you can see where it's going, but if you don't, uh, God bless you. Here's what, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll tell you, is that my guess is Joe Biden has never actually himself put in a tweet in Twitter. Because he probably does not run a cell phone or apps or anything like that. Yeah. It's probably not in his purview, and it probably has never really been part of his purview. When was, when was Twitter? 2008? Is that when Seven. Twitter... Seven, 2007, when Twitter started. If you rewind back to 2007 and realize who Joe Biden was then, he was about to become the vice president of the United States, right? My guess is Joe Biden has never, has never personally typed in a tweet mm -hmm. in his Twitter account. That would be my guess. Let alone, let alone get on Twitter and actually, like, scroll down the timeline right. and be reading tweets about it. I almost bet Joe Biden has never spent more than three or four seconds on Twitter other than what someone else has shown him that was mm -hmm. on Twitter. Like, he's never actively went and looked at Twitter. I'm sure, look, I'm sure he's actually sent a tweet. But you think I so? Don't, I, I think between 2007 and 2000, we're talking 15, 16 years now, you think you think Joe Biden picked up a cell phone, typed it in, and hit tweet? Or you think it was just like someone else typing? No, I think I'm that not, at least I'm one not, tweet. I'm not. I'm not. One, one tweet in a sixteen. Well, I don't he know. Has he written, I has written. I believe that he has written a tweet, or right, at least pushed well, the tweet button. But I, I, <laughs> I, I also believe. 
that he has a whole team that's responsible for focusing on their specialized tasks. Like he should be focused oh. on running the country and oh. passing bills and seven across the aisle and yes. stuff like that. So what you're so people. what you're saying is when you have an important job, like um, I don't know, a, a really high up member of the executive branch, like I don't know, mm-hmm. vice president or president, maybe, maybe yeah. one of those two things, that you would have less time to probably write tweets and not only write tweets but read tweets about you right. to know which ones to censor. That you mm-hmm. wouldn't, it wouldn't even enter in in your universe to make sure to censor stuff that you don't even know exists. These are what I'm trying to get at is Joe Biden does not know ninety nine point nine 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 percent of criticism that even exists out there. Mm-hmm. He does not have time because he's running a country. Right. He's actually running a country to pay attention to criticism that he doesn't even know exists. That's and that's what I'm trying the same. To say. No, no, totally. And I, I, I completely agree with that point because the other uh, and that actually just remind me of the point that I want to make earlier. Is in the tweet that Chrissy Teigen had, which says, you know, LL, what a pussy ass bitch, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tagged everyone but me. What an honor, Mr. President. Show me anywhere in there that she says Trump, right? Donald, Donald right. Trump, Donald mm-hmm. J. Trump, or even tags his Twitter account. Nowhere in there. In the same way that Gina Carano had to actively search for people talking shit about her dumb. Uh, Terror on the Prairie movie that was made by uh, The Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro, she had to actively search out people typing in Terror on the Prairie or Gina Carano. He had to actively type in Mr. President. Right, someone had to show it to him. Yeah, someone had to show it to him or he had to search for it himself while he was shitting in a 3M on his Adderall high. What probably happened is it showed up in his notifications. And The point I'm trying to make Mm -hmm. is that is that Joe Biden does not open the Twitter app and surf the Twitter app on a yeah, regular yeah. basis. Someone else did. Yeah. Someone else did. Clearly someone else did. But let's listen to that. Well, I, I'm going to have to conclude at least from three of the four. You don't know. There's no evidence he's ever done that. But there's plenty of evidence Donald Trump tried to do that. And um, if we're going to have a hearing about the misuse of social media, and the intrusion of government in the content of social media. We've got an environment-rich target, but it's not Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It's Donald J. Trump, and of course, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about yeah, Russian bots and Russian fabrications using fake accounts on Twitter to a political purpose, and it's not to help elect Democrats. Um, and we don't want to talk about Four years of Donald Trump manipulating the truth and trying to manipulate social media and threaten it, uh, or directly try to shape it by taking down content because it was critical of him personally. Um, And that's what we ought to be talking about as we move forward. Fascistic. The subject of today's hearing. I yield back. Hunter Biden's talk. Right. <laughs> you think, I wish I wish they would just throw that out there. Just, yeah, they're like, and the, the contents of today's Hunt, hearing, which is Hunter Biden. Biden yeah. cock, cock committee. The but cock also, committee. The, I just want to bring up, uh, Kaylin brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, ask Nancy Two-Faced Mace where she and Republicans went to medical school disputing Harvard-educated doctors on abortion and gender-affirming care inciting bomb threats at children's hospitals, right, which mm-hmm. is what we played earlier. And I think it's a valid question. That if you're going to make the point, right, which 
which I think is a valid question on either end to be like, are you a professional in this field? But if you're using it to actively hurt a community, right? If you're actively using it to to censor people that if their advice would actually hurt a community, right? Like the whole goal during COVID was like, hey, keep your distance, wear a mask, just do what you would want other people to do with you, right? Like if they were sick, you wouldn't want them to get you sick. So keep a distance, wear a mask. And when you can, if you can get, if you feel comfortable getting the vaccine, get the vaccine. But that, of course, was too much. And so you had to have Republicans say, oh, this was censoring because they were you know, trying to limit the amount of people who were spreading ignorant or intentional misinformation about uh, the virus itself. And so I think it's a valid question. And so, it, you know, in, in that same point, which I actually I know that we're over, but it does go into the Matt Walsh point. Oh, well, are we going to show the Matt? No, Walsh we can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, let's, do, tomorrow. let's do the Matt Walsh thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll be a, it'll, it's a Who great, knows? Maybe he finds tomorrow. himself on Bonehead of the Week. Eh, probably. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say about the um, your point that you were making there about the doctors and Kaylin's point about, hey, if you're going to have that standard, you should have that standard everywhere. The reason why they don't, do you want to know the reason why Republicans don't do that? There, there's a three-word phrase that works really well. Uh, the reason why they don't is because they're pussy-ass bitches. That's <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying they're pussy-ass bitches. The thing that happens in the Republican Party. Thanks for joining us today, even though we went a little over. I get, I, we have, I, there's like 25 other clips from this fucking yeah. thing. We're, and there's <laughs> more, there's more happening literally right now. Right, right now, the over, the Jim Jordan's committee, the weaponization committee yeah. is doing the same stupid thing. So tomorrow, and I'm sure that'll work its way on Bonehead. So do not forget to subscribe here on YouTube. The Johnny Michaels podcast, go to the community tab. You will be able to vote for Bonehead of the Week later on this evening, or follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. You can vote there for Bonehead of the Week as well. Bonehead of the Week every single Friday. You vote. You decide who is the Bonehead of the Week, and we break it down every single Friday in the second hour of the show. Also, download every single episode. If you're not, what the hell are you doing? How are you living without downloading every single episode in the audio version? So go download every single episode of the Tony Michaels Podcast. Well, tomorrow is bound to have a lot more clips, a lot more boneheads. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. We didn't get, we, we didn't get a, we, uh, like Katie Porter said, like, we've been here six hours, a quarter of the time that that link was down. Look, we've been here two hours, and I didn't get to a quarter of the clips that we could have played. So, yeah, go out there, search for them, share them. If you find them, share them. And you got to, you got to take the points, because yesterday was a master class on how to rip these punk punk-ass, pussy-ass bitches apart. Mm-hmm. How to rip them apart and expose them for who they are. And tomorrow we'll expose more of them right here on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Same time, same place tomorrow. Surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In-your-face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them.
Let's see, flipped, pipes, pants, peanut. Dark Legacy of the Great War. This is mind-blowing. I covered this 445,000 years ago. They visited Earth. They took the gold, gave us Nephilim. There's some pork and rice. Need some sauerkraut. Absolute history is our archaeological evidence for the ten plagues of the Exodus. I think I've actually seen that Linda Napolitana story. Nine lives of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> mm. I think I'll look for a rockumentary on. Oh. When Assyria ruled the world. Wow. Mike Pence subpoenaed. Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. But let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary the freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty you shit-eating moron ah 
and the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck him. Oh, to be a fly on Mike Pence's head during the questioning of the special counsel. <laughs> oh, let me let me let me uh, address something here very quickly. Well, not quickly. You know me. It's gonna take the first thirty minutes, probably. <laughs> it's the A block, and it's Friday. You know what Friday is? Bonehead of the week. Bonehead of the week in the second hour of the Tony Michaels podcast. You are watching live on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Simulcasting from the Midas Touch Facebook page. Also from my Facebook page at the Tony Michaels. Go to thetonymichaels.com to find all the links. We air live every single weekday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific. Also, think about, um, just think about it. Just go over and take a look. At the Patreon, we have several new Patreons. We're reaching our goal of 100 patrons, 100 supporters in our new Fuck'em Fam community over on Patreon. So if you want to be part of the Fuck'em Fam over on Patreon, just go to thetonymichaels.com. The link is at the top of the page to check out Patreon. There's additional content that I do other than the show. I will never gate the show. The show will always be free to you airing live and also free to download all two hours and i'd like to do three hours i'd love to get to three hours you can make that possible by going to the tonymichaels.com and checking out the patreon page so here's what i do over there i do additional content i'm going to do something this weekend not sure exactly i'd do a rant of course but it'll be extended rant about something that i think is going to work its way out of the news cycle i kind of have an idea to be quite honest with you, a story that is happening in my home state of Missouri that I was just reading about before I came on the air. So I think that's what we'll talk about on Patreon this weekend uh, in the additional content. Of course, you get me live for free, absolutely 100% free, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central for two full hours. Today, again, is Friday, so it's Bonehead of the Week. Where you vote, you decide for the Bonehead of the Week. And me and my co-host Gabe Sanchez break it down in the second hour of the show. Oh boy. Let's start with the top story. I think is the top story, really. I mean, yesterday there was more fucking cock committees. You know. And yesterday they were talking about the weaponization of the federal government and what they mean is please do not criminally charge us oh someone brought up in the chat someone brought this up in the chat before i go too much further angus here on uh agnes here on uh youtube says congratulations on fourteen thousand. we did we reached fourteen thousand subscribers on youtube yesterday so thank you very much to everyone who subscribed. And if you're not, go ahead and subscribe right now. Even if you're on another platform, please come over and subscribe to the Tony Michaels YouTube channel on the road to 20,000. I think once we hit 20, it's going to be really fast after that. Whatever. YouTube's a motherfucker. They're a mo and if they're listening and you're going to cut this episode because I called you a motherfucker, do it. YouTube is a motherfucker. 
It just, it, it, it just more censorship than the Republican Party, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, that's how it goes. It's their platform. They are welcome to censor me. It's what I got to live with. What the fuck am I going to do? It's not mine. I don't own Twitter. I don't own YouTube. I don't own them. I can't help it. But if you'll help me out getting as many subscribers as we can to let YouTube know that there's plenty of people that want to watch this show. Rather, they'll take the episodes down or not or ban. I don't know. Who who knows? We'll see. What, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But thank you for 14,000. Thank you very, very much. That is all thanks to you, the listeners and the watchers and supporters, for sharing the link to the YouTube channel, getting more subscribers, and bringing a, a larger audience. We've had, we've had great audience attendance on the live show. We've had great views after the live show on replays. Fantastic. We've had great downloads, and you can download every episode in the afternoon after I get it uploaded, after we're done recording on Apple, Spotify, Google. So thanks for your support there as well. So Mike Pence. Mike Pence, is he flipping? Well, I believe that it's not flipping. I believe that Mike Pence is going to go tell the fucking truth. That's why over the last several months, him and his attorneys have been negotiating with the special counsel. Now, a lot of people want to surmise that this is the last step before they get to Trump. The only thing that I'm for sure of, 